Hey guys, it's Tanner here. I got some more funny conversations and some laughs for you after the show. Episode 4, got a good episode today. We're going to talk about Area 51. They can't catch us all or whatever that shit is. They can't stop us all. It, <laughs> when they say that, that's crazy because it was only like fucking 150 people, but it looks like a good time. It'll grow every year. Um, it's going to yeah, be an alien yeah, burning We'll push for it, and then when they really do fucking actually raid it, then that's the year we'll go. <laughs> we'll go with the Kyles, though, because the Kyles are probably the ones that are going to make it. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have Burning Man part of the year, and then we'll go to Alien Man the next part of the year. <laughs> Alien Man. <laughs> Alright, let's start with the beer review. Max, he Dude, got a... <laughs> I just... I don't even... I just... I just popped into it, dude. It's the Sierra Nevada Torpedo, the extra IPA, and it is fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just... I don't even... Who likes it? Who's going out there, like, looking for it? Because obviously they got money. They're making money, and they're pushing this shit. They must be, dude. And now this is the extra IPA, so it's at 7.2% alcohol, dude, and they're like... We take hops seriously, and that's all you fucking taste, dude. It's just sour. Yeah. It's like holy fuck. Yeah. Is that what is that what that is? That's yeah, that's hops? yeah. It's, it says we take hops seriously. Torpedo Extra IPA starts with the world's finest whole cone hops. I mean, come on now, you know. I don't know, dude. I don't yeah. like it. It's really strong. <laughs> Yeah, the hop is the yeah the hop yeah. torpedo. The torpedo is a revolutionary method of dry hopping that brings the beer alive with a rush of complex hop aromas and flavors not found in any other beer. Yeah, I, I, I've never found That's, this flavor in any beer. <laughs> yeah, any other beer? Well, fucking Jesus Christ! Liquid ass in your fucking beer. Yeah. Yeah. You know where you'd find this in uh, a bottle of fart spray. Yeah. You know, I find myself, like, still drinking it, though. <laughs> I, yeah. I keep well, sipping on it. <laughs> I can't, I can't deny I do the same. I mean, it's not getting any better. It's still just as bad, but, like, I, I don't know. I just keep drinking it. <laughs> it's got a nice color to it. It does, yeah. Kind of, like, yeah, like liquid shit. Liquid shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, even my breath stinks. I can, like, smell my breath now. Yeah, you're supposed to drink this before you go hunting. I hear it kills your scent. I can see that. <laughs> Good God, that is bad. Dude, it's like, I can see that, like, excreting out your pores. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like yeah. meth. Like, that's what this beer is, dude. It's... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a one. I'm going to give this one. Yeah, I'll give it, like, a half. I'm gonna be... <laughs> You're going to do half? God, now I feel like I was, like... I will nice. probably never buy this ever again. 
Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go give all the other eleven bottles I have to the homeless guy. Like I will tell this, pe- I, I will tell this beer, like to people who are like I really don't like. I'll be like, hey man, you should go get some torpedo extra IPA. You'll love it. <laughs> and then yeah, it's a good like. You take it to the Christmas party and you give it to him like, hey, I just really cherish your hard work and everything. And then as you're walking away, you're yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> you know they're just going to be like, God, that's awful. Yeah. And then they're just going to think worse of you. Probably, yeah. They're like, man, he's into some weird beer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Have you, ha- have you ever had it, Cooper? No. I mean, I've tried Sierra Nevada, but I'm not much of an IPA guy, so... Even if I did have time to grab this beer, the extra IPA would probably scare me away a little bit. Yeah, dude, it's extra IPA. Actually, I'm surprised it's not, like, the super extra ultra IPA. <laughs> Almost like, too, when you drink uh, orange juice with pulp, you're fucking drinking beer with hops chunks in it. <laughs> it literally yeah. is, dude. Like, this is just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Pull the chunks of shit out of your mouth. Like, they literally have, like, the hops plant, like, on the, like... <laughs> the label. They probably just have it in the barrels when they're mixing it and everything, and then they just use a strainer and pull it out last second. That's it, dude. Just rubbing alcohol, and they just strain it through hops, and then put it in this <laughs> bottle. <laughs> but they're not, they slap it and say good luck. Like, yep. <laughs> they're like right before they bottle it, they just like all stand around it and piss in it, and then then they bottle that. Yeah. So we're probably drinking some fuck. Reno, where is this out of? Dude, it's not even out of here. Dude, dude look at this, dude. Okay, so on the bottom it says, family owned, operated, and argued over. Sierra <laughs> Nevada Brinco, Chico, California, and Mills River, North Carolina. Oh, yeah, I've seen that too. California and Mills River, North Carolina. What is this, dude? Oh, well. Mm, nice bottle. It's got a nice bottle. I think that's how they're that's how they're making money. Is they get it in this nice bottle, in this nice box, and everybody's like, "Well, I've never tried that. I want to try it." And then you pay for twelve of them, like I did, because yeah, I cannot believe you did that, dude. Like, I feel bad for you now. <laughs> dude, I feel bad for me right. that I had I have six of these things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a one upper. Oh uh, yeah, you mean like a six upper? <laughs> yeah. Stories or events, boys, Cooper. You have to have something interesting to happen to you. Well, you never seem to have a story. I know, boys. I know, but I, it's not really interesting. But the old Cummins is sold. Ah! I've got. You sold your fucking. Yeah. Like it's gone, dude. Like it's like diamond stacks and all, dude. Yeah. So it's oh. it's still my driveway, but they come and pick it up Friday when I get home. No way. Yeah, I'm, I've got mixed feelings about it, dude. It's making my making my stomach a little uneasy. Bro, you know what that means? You're gonna have to buy a whole nother truck, and it's gonna have emblems on it. Oh, uh-huh. I don't. Yeah, it's not gonna have a lift. Well, well, probably or not. mirrors down. How 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 long until you think that gets done, though? That's some priorities. All right, I gotta get that done quick. What? Oh, okay. Well, that, we, own a, we own an automotive shop, man, so, you know, debadging and polishing up ain't going to be too fucking hard of a thing to do. Okay. Well, what are you looking but, uh, for, like, what I don't you know. I, I want to go new. I mean, not brand new. I'm not dumb enough to go get a fucking $70,000 loan like most of the guys, but... 
Please, dear God, tell me you're not getting a Ford, dude. Like, that's no, I'm going to go with a, probably a, I'm going with probably a Ford Gen Cummins, or maybe a Duramax. Their, their fucking cabs are so ridiculous and nice. Okay, thank God. But, no, I'm, uh, if I do get a Ford, I just want to tell you. Okay, yeah, don't tell me. <laughs> but, no, I gotta get, I gotta get a Ford Doors, man. I know. It's getting know. hard with, the, you know, my kids growing up. Do not go with an automatic. I know, I want to get a six-speed. Whatever you do, those years were not good. Fuck, no years with Dodge are good. But, no, so I've had... It's kind of irritating because I had a lot of freeloaders, you know, coming to test drive the truck and they hot rod the fuck out of it because it's got a bunch of power. And they get to the like, yeah, I really like it. I'm going to get a loan. And then everybody texts me the next day, yeah, I can't get financed. Shitty credit. Well, I could have fucking told you that. You're 18 years old. Look like you just got out of high school. Uh huh. But nope. She's, she's sold. And the guy's going to come pay today, but I had too much shit to do. We'll pay today and pick it up, but I got too much shit to do. The wife was at work till all seven, so and I signed my kid that I go to get from school, and I was like, "Ain't gonna work out today. I ain't got no fucking ride. I ain't yep. gonna go Uber to go pick up my school or my kid from school." Uh, that's fair enough. But yeah, and then the first one, I was you know a little agitated because on our first day off, you know, I go back to Idaho, pick up the truck, and I had to buy a new oil pressure sending unit sensors and all this other shit. Burnt the shit on my arm trying to change it because, you know, I just fucking drove, picked it up and drove back. Uh, so I did all that. I got everything working, pristine, dude. I spent an hour and a half, two hours detailing the shit, you know, using all my cleaners and the ceramic or the, the carbaro wax and made that shit ready for a fucking show and shine competition. Dude's like, yeah, I'm going to be there at one. So here it is, 1.15. And I'm like, hey, yo, where you at? Yeah, well, I, I lost track of time, but I got to drop my girlfriend off, then I'll be there. I'm like, Where's, where's your girlfriend live? He's like, Cuna. I'm like, that's fucking 40 minutes away and you're still on your way over there? I'm not going to pick up my kid at 2.30. I already told you that. So he pretty much no-showed me. Oh, that's that nice. Real fun, you know, other people show up. Sounds like he was really serious about this. Yeah. Hey, can I take it for a test drive? I got to the point where I'm like, if you got cash, dude, fuck. Yeah, no shit. $100 a tank. Let me get this straight. You sold what? You sold that pickup because you want to get another one that has four doors because you have like because you have a wife and kid. Yeah, I got a growing family. You know, my boy's not gonna be able to be in the back seat for too much longer. Fuck, you look at my size. My kid's gonna be growing like a weed, man. That and then so you know, say I want to go out, right. go out hunting, you know, coyote hunt or whatever. It's all fun and games, but just me and Zach. But then you got my brothers brothers-in-laws that want to go, and it's, fuck, you fit one person in the back seat of that extended cab, and, you know, they can be fine if their legs are across the bench seat, yeah. but you try to fit four people in there, dude, everybody's eating their own fucking dick to try to fit in, and it, it's just not fun anymore. And, you know, so that's all I gotta do to pick and sit in your truck? Yeah. Damn, I wish I would've known this whole time. Uh, well. I'd never leave your truck. If you want to come over right before Friday, you can right. do it. Well, there you go. What did you say you're selling it for? Uh, I was asking 14, but I got a 12.5 is what I get out of it, which isn't bad. I wanted minimum 12. That's pretty good. So, you know, obviously you stretch it out a little bit to see, you know, what's out there, but it's a fucking beautiful truck with 200,000 miles on it. 
for 12 valves. So, life left in her. She's got, you know, brand new parts left right on it. Adding my receipts up, dude, I'm pretty, pretty close to my asking price is what I have in receipts. Max, you got a story? Yeah, so to lighten things up a little bit, I bought a golf cart, Tanner, you know, and I'm yeah, super stoked act. about it, dude. So I think it's like, yeah. I want to say it's like a mid-80s Yamaha G1 golf cart, so it's a two-stroke, and dude, it just runs so good. Yeah. It's it's rough looking on the outside, but I was really impressed. I was, I mean, like you locked the brakes up and it screeched on the asphalt. I was like, damn, it's got good brakes on it, and it was faster than our golf cart. Yeah, dude, that little thing, that little thing cooks, dude. <laughs> like once it's done, like and everything's kind of like how it needs to be, it's gonna be a little sick little golf cart. Yeah, it's kind of loud for a golf cart too. Like it's like one decibel below a wheel. Yeah, Jesus, it, 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 it basically is. It's like a two-stroke dirt bike. Like that's what it sounds like, Cooper. It's like it's just loud, yeah. dude. Yeah. Did you get it pretty cheap? Yeah. Like a month. Yeah, I did, dude. Car. I got it for five fifty. Running and driving. Yeah. No. <laughs> So there's one thing that Max has ever taught me. Do what? Huh? Saying if there's one thing that Max has ever taught me, is cheap is always better. <laughs> you got a cheap ass impact and it outtorks everyone else's. You got a cheap ass go kart. It's louder and faster than everyone else's. I don't know, dude. I guess I have a good eye for that shit. I don't know. Yeah. Think cheap is better. I would just say, you know, wait for the good ones. He's just lucky, dude. Shit falls. And he's he's like looking at this one. He goes, "Let's all split it. Let's go eight hundred dollars on it." And then it sells out from under him in like forty five minutes. And he's like, "Oh man!" And then like ten minutes later, I found another one in Ely, man. It looked pretty shitty, but apparently it runs dude, good. And I didn't want to have to drive to Ely. That was so dumb. What a stupid drive that is. Yeah, it is, it is really dumb. It is so miserably way. long. Like, it's only three hours, but, like, it just takes so long, dude. <laughs> it's like... Well, yeah, you go from one end of the rubies to the other end of the rubies, and you don't realize that that's, like, yeah, that's a long way. Yeah. I know it's my personal fault, oh, but man. I felt your pain. He told me that he was going to... He told me he was looking at one, right? And then that was, like, all that was ever said of it. And so then today, when... Dolan and I pulled up to the golf course, the clubhouse. I look over and there's this beat up golf cart there, <laughs> and and there's nobody else there. I know that John and Max are there, and so I look over and I, there's not a, another car parked, and so I instantly knew I was like, I walk inside there eating breakfast, up, and I'm like, who bought the golf cart? And Max is like, oh, I did. He's all excited. He's like, it was me, and I like jazzed up and. I'm like, man, that thing looks rough. And when we were running around, man, it is so fucking rough. It looks terrible, Cooper. Like the outside, like, there's a ton of like patch jobs on the fiberglass. Everything's <laughs> rattling, fucking loose, dude. And it just, it just hauls ass down the golf course. It's just insane. Yeah. It's like it's missing all the foot plates and everything mm-hmm. on it. Dude, you need to get like one of those small license plates that say Ricky Bobby, yeah. and then when you fucking <laughs> pass everyone, you ain't first or last. Yeah, you ain't first or last. Shake and bake, baby. <laughs> get a shake and bake sneaker. Yeah. yeah. Well, dude, it, it, it's just like, so funny. Well, the guy I bought it from is like, oh, yeah, just like, you know, pretty redneck guy. He's all, he's fucking like, 
oh yeah, I, I used it as a pit cart, so I just hauled around a bunch of fat guys around the race, the race cart or the, the race track for like five years. I'm like, okay, any fucking golf cart that can take that amount of shit is a good golf cart, dude. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, isn't I know, it? You know. I'm excited. You better call me when you're fucking working on that. I want to come over and work on it. Dude, I was already working on it today, a little bit. I know, but I'm talking like when you do the body work oh, to it, yeah. you paint that fucking... Oh, tell them what you're going to paint it. What color I'm going to paint it? Yeah. So we're, I'm going to do like an electric blue with like sparkly flake in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you going to reupholster the seats? You should. You should reupholster them to, like, a fucking navy. No, dude, I think I'm like just going to leave them the white because those are original, and they're not ripped. That's pretty so good. So I'm, I'm going to, like, armor all the white back into them, like, hopefully. <laughs> and then yeah. fucking, yeah, dude, and then we're just going to do electric blue, and there's going to be, like, diamond plate all over the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, and then I thought, I'm trying to Putting speakers, like rebuilding the roof and like putting speakers and shit. Oh, dude, in it. it's gonna be nice. Like, we'll just go to like Walmart and get a really small Bose sound bar and like stick it in the, you know, like in the front. That'd be fucking it's sweet, a little dude. Twenty seven down bar. Yeah, dude. Then when you turn it up, it'll be like fucking so loud. Oh man. All right, that's a good story. That's good stuff. That's really. Good. Yeah. I guess I should. I guess I really haven't thought of a, a good story. But you know what? The other day, I was really proud of myself because Max, he's he's just talking about how he's a pretty good golfer. And so we all decided to go. It's like two, two, two weekends ago. We all decided to go. There's like six of us. And we get there, and this old man's like, there's no sixums, you know? We're like, mm, fuck you. We're going to go. We did, too. So, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm, I mean, his first freaking, he tees off and it's just the most beautiful fucking drive, dude, right down the middle. Like, and of course it's the, it's number hole number 10. So it's a big ass drop off, like 200 foot drop. And I mean, this motherfucker just hits it like 350 yards. And I'm like, Oh fuck, we are fucked. Yeah. He's going to just smoke us, you know? And, and and he did good, like, he, he does good. You can tell he knows what the fuck he's doing, because some of this shit he does is crazy. But I was really proud of myself, because even though half the game I was playing from the rough, I was bringing it back, and I actually tied with Max. So I was pretty excited yeah. about that. I could tell it kind of kind of uh, irritated you, because I, I think in the past you used to do a lot better. Well, But we'll get, we'll get you there. We'll, we'll play some more. Well, on this, well, this is the first. That was the first time I ever had played that course, and it was the second yeah. time out this season. So yeah, I didn't even. I mean, I had not played golf in like three years, dude. Like, <laughs> like ever since I yeah. moved to, to El, you know, to Elko, I hadn't played golf. Right. So I mean, no. but well, it's it's more or less like because you your goal is to get under par for the course. Like, that's really hard right. to do. Like, that's PGA shit, right? But, like, right. your goal is to really try to knock off as much as you can. You know, try to par every single hole. And it's kind of hard to, like, really, you know, get into that area. But I we'll get there, dude. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, man, dude. And then today, so we're playing today, you know, and it's slicing pretty bad. And he's like, I don't know what's going on, you know. 
but he's still doing good. He's still kicking our ass. And then this, like, I'm sorry to sound so fucked up, but this fat lady with, like, no teeth, <laughs> this bitch comes up, and she's, like, PGA good. Like, she's go she fucking passed up. He's like, can I go through? And she, like, smacks it, and then she goes down the course, she smacks it, and then we, because we all drove, and then she drove, and then we were kind of waited for her, like, look for our balls, and I look up, she's gone, man. Yeah. So either she's smacking her out in the rough and just throwing another ball down, and just golfing, just golfing through, or she's that good. And this lady's, like, fucking, I might add, like, 65 years old or older. Yeah, dude, she was, she was pretty nasty, and what was funny, dude, she was also driving from the right-hand side of the cart, like the pros do. Like, yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was driving. She wasn't even driving from behind the wheel. Yeah, it was the weirdest shit, dude. I was like, no, no, not not Spring Creek, no. <laughs> yeah. You know, calm down there, Turbo. Yeah, I was. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on. I had to laugh too because John's like, he's like, I was watching her, man, and she. You could tell she's been golfing for a while. You know, he was, was like, too. Dude. He's, like, he's like, dude. Like she's pro, bro. Like she's been golfing for a while. Like I know. Like I know. I can um, feel it. <laughs> I'm like, shut up, oh, dude. Man. Dude. So he had me and Dolan. Even after we left, we were laughing about the whole donkey thing. Oh fuck. <laughs> the donkey <laughs> that was so a dude, fucking like a deer. Whole, for like a whole thirteen or. Dude, it freaked uh, him out. Four. He freaked out. <laughs> no, what hole? No, we were on like hole. We were on like hole sixteen, and we're getting ready to tee off. And he's like, "What the hell? There's a donkey." There's like. Dude, there's like eight foot sagebrush. Like it's taller than us, or like I guess you might be able to see over Cooper, because there's a fucking wild donkey right here. I'm like, there's no, we don't have wild donkeys here. <laughs> I swear I saw it in that book, and, and I'm like, we'll go in there and start. He's like, you don't go chasing some wild animal. You're not sure what it is. So I huck a golf ball in there, and it, we're all kind of standing up on the carts, and it fucking just a little mule deer fucking prances out like a baby mule deer prances out and just. <laughs> disappears and we're like john oh oh my god just because he freaked out he goes i swear to god it's a dog dude and he said it was like a fat one too it's like dude it's so big it's a man-eating wild donkey like he was freaking yeah. out <laughs> like in the housing section on the golf course like oh fuck like there's no way in hell Dolan <laughs> and i laughed about that that was pretty great <laughs> i need to get back out of the course that way, when I end up having to speed down there, I'll bring my clubs down, and we can all go golfing. Dude, you really should, man. Really. I, I, got, I mean, I ain't no, you know, PG, obviously, but I got pretty decent the two years I was heavily golfing, you know, twice a week. But some of them, you know, I hit line drive down the middle, but there's some, I swear to God, I'll shank those so fucking hard, I swear it's going to hit my own ass because it fucking starts circling. <laughs> oh, it's a boomerang. Shit, it's a boomerang or a golf ball. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah. But no, everybody I yeah. golf has either moved or got out of it. So it's like I'm here by myself with the clubs, and yeah. that's why I ended up giving Tanner, you know, an old set I had, just because I always had a spare for everyone else to use. And ain't nobody I know golfs down here with me anymore. Well, now you know of a couple yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> Only three hundred miles away. Yeah, three hundred miles away. <laughs> Don't worry, dude. I'll, I... I'll bring old glory up to you, dude. The electric blue G one. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about. Next and traveling around to go golfing, so we'll come to you. Dude, we got some really good courses here, dude. We got an easy one in Caldwell that's uh, kind of sketchy because there's a few of the long drive uh, holes that are right next to the road, and so it's at least once a day you hear a windshield chattering, and uh, it's kind of entertaining, but we've got a few real hard courses up in 
Boise, like the foothills, and one of them you drive off like a cliffside, and you can almost see the entire yeah. golf course, and it's it's awesome. Besides, you'll lose your ball because you, if you hit it so far and don't exactly see where it drops, you ain't gonna find it when you drive back I down to the side of the hill. I'm totally down. I, I never thought I, I never even thought I would live on a golf course or be into yeah. golfing, but I, I am enjoying the hell out of it. I'm gonna. It's probably well, that's how I like was. Every year. That was yeah. I agree. Cool. I, mean, I never golfed until I think I was. 21 or 22 and a buddy wanted to go out and have some beers and golf and I was like alright dude sure and you know we had some beers and hit some balls and it kind of became addicting after that we're just like well, let's go again let's go again let's go again and pretty soon it was less beers and more balls and kind of got real serious into it and they like said this last year and a half I haven't fucking had anybody to go with <clears throat> well fuck dude we'll have to change that yeah that'll be real fun yeah we've got oh, yeah. we've got multiple courses in here and we actually can grow you know, grass from the nice area on like you desert fiends. Yeah, I know, dude. It's oh no, no. Dirt. Spring Creek has Spring Creek has grass apparently. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Storm area one, they can't stop us all. Stop us all. I was really hoping that the outcome of that was going to be a lot better than it was. And I didn't know. Yeah. Unlike you, Cooper, I didn't know anybody that went to that. But that's kind of it's funny. Your brother and law went. Well, see, I didn't know. Surprise me, though. I didn't know he went until the event was already going on, because my wife made a comment about it being, you know, she was, "What's today's date? It's the twentieth." And I was just like, you know, nonchalantly, you know, out of the blue, she's like, "Oh, it's Area Fifty One Rate Day." And she goes, "Yeah, tell me about it." My brother went, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" She's like, "No, I'm being serious." <laughs> Dustin's, Dustin's there, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" So I go ahead and text Dustin, and I ask him, I was like, "You know, you." Did you really go down to Nevada to go there for 51 rate? He goes, hell yeah, we did. Him and a bunch of buddies went and asked what was all going on. And he pretty much said that they uh, went to Vegas for a little bit and they were going to go back out there. But when they showed up, there was tons of sheriffs and, you know, cop cars out there. And they had the gate guards everywhere. And shit was flying around. And uh, he said there was tons of people there. You know, I didn't get an exact number. It could have been 150 to you know, 150 people to thousands of people, I don't know, but he kind of said it ended up being a big burning man, you know, just everybody went, there's a lot of alcohol and tents everywhere and bonfires being thrown up, and people dressed in alien costumes and wearing weird masks and tinfoil hats, and said it ended up turning into like a pretty cool party, and like, it honestly gets to be annually, you know, like once a year everybody goes on September 20th and has a huge party, turned into a burning man type ordeal. Well, as far as I heard, nobody tried yeah. to turn to the gate. Yeah, because it would have been brutally raped. By a lot of bullets. Yes. What, what do you think is in Area 51? Do you think they really use it for all that shit, like technology, or is it just a front? you think they just do it somewhere else? It could go both ways. I could see it. I could see, you know, them do have cover-ups, like, especially in the early years, you know, but, and they could have moved it to try to make it a fluke, but this, the government's got a lot of shit that we ain't knowing about, and they gotta hide it somewhere. Yeah, it's the deep state that hides a lot of shit from us, huh? What is your guys' favorite memes? I mean, I, there was 
so many memes, and then it died off for a little bit, and then it came back like tenfold. I like the juiced up Kyle ones, dude. Yeah, juiced up Kyles are always pretty good. <laughs> dude, I like juiced that. up Kyles, like what? What the? And the Naruto runners. Yeah, oh, those are like what? Those are hilarious, dude. <laughs> and did you see that guy was trying to sell that like, like, like I don't know, mid nineties, late nineties blazer? And he and he he put you know like he talked all about how it would fit eight Kyles and this fucking thing was ready to go storm Area Fifty One. <laughs> like, oh dude, <laughs> I wanted to buy it just because of the fucking ad. It was so fucking good. And then like like I don't know maybe four or five days ago or maybe even a little bit more. I saw the one that made me laugh. It was like a picture of a guy running from a dude in riot gear, and it was like me escaping from Area 51 with a list of words that rhyme with orange. Yeah, I seen that one too, yeah. <laughs> Fuck, dude, that made me laugh. There's so many of them. Or like that one is like... They took all those pictures of like shit like from Halo, like me, my new ride after, after I storm Area 51, and they have the little fucking... Oh, I don't even remember what they call them, dude. It's one of the little fucking alien spacecrafts from fucking Halo. Or like the fucking needle gun from Halo. Oh, fuck, that made me laugh. Oh, like the like a banshee or something? Yeah, banshee, yeah, that's what it was. It was like or a like banshee. a ghost or something? Yeah. It somebody's driveway. Oh, it was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> and it like looks legit. I was laughing so hard. Yeah. There's a like, or there's that one where that like, the, those guys are like pushing that alien. Well, the guy is like dressed up in an alien costume. He's like, it's like me escaping from Area 51 with my alien buddy or something like that. And he's like fucking in a shopping cart. No, yeah, yeah, pushing him real fast. Yeah. Oh, but dude, some of those were so funny. Like they had that one video of a. It was like a deformed woman. I don't even know, dude. Like, she did so many shit to her face. Like, she didn't have, like, ears or a nose. Oh, yeah. Bald, and she was, like, uh, a black woman. It was, like, when my when my alien I rescued from Area 51 realizes that there's um, better dudes out there, and she was, like, walking away with some rich dude. Oh, it was so <laughs> gross. But, like, <laughs> looked back all sassy, and it was, like, Ugh. Fuck, dude. No oh, man. There was a lot. Did you have seen the uh, maternity photos? Like the ones where they did those, you know, maternity photos or whatever, and it was like uh, from the movie Alien. You know, when the alien comes out of the belly. Oh yeah. They were doing that, just playing around. Yeah. Well, someone did that one, and, and the caption was like, "When you find out your wife went to Area 51 to clap some cheeks, but it was hers, the one that got clapped." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking baby yeah. Going out of her. <laughs> clap some cheeks. <laughs> Those are my fucking Yeah, favorite. that was it. Like a whole bunch of, like, I'm going to clap aliens. Yeah, when you go to clap yeah, cheeks, you realize theirs bigger than yours. Yeah, that's right. Fucking guy's all, like, his eyes are all fucking huge. Established... <laughs> yeah, the last episode, Max and I established that, uh, that, what's that? It, Chris Hemsworth is a fucking cyborg, and that's probably, like, there's probably hundreds of thousands of Chris Hemsworth cyborgs in Area 51. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Acts that good, looks that good, sounds that good. It's all just a fucking cyborg that's been put together by the government. Yeah, to entertain us, to keep us to from... entertain us, yeah. Yeah. To keep us brainwashed. 
get, keep us brainwashed, and then when they do come to take us all over, you're like, no, I can't fight fucking Thor. No, babe, I'm going to give up my guns. I'm going to have to. I, I have to. He's just going to kill me and take them anyway. Yeah. With with his fucking hammer, you know. Oh, man. I really do hope that they, like, it's like Independence Day, and they've just been testing alien spacecraft in there. That's what I've always pictured. That's what I want to keep picturing. Dude, there's so many government conspiracies. You have me, like, honestly, Max, I, I, like, my favorite person is Keanu Reeves, as far as celebrity, and then you're sitting here telling me that his belief is that, like, we could actually breathe in space and that oxygen is actually killing us shit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if that's like what he actually. I think that was just like him trying to be funny. I don't think that was like, like real. You know what I'm saying? It's just like it's just like his stupid shit that he makes up, like just right. for fun. Yeah. You're gonna have Tanner over there start holding his breath to live longer. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Tom Cruise and Scientology. Scientology, dude. Oh man, I have to sneeze so bad. Oh. That's an edit. Oh, Did you get it, dude? Ooh, that one came up. I can feel that. I can feel your germs coming through the microphone, dude. What the hell? I'm gonna be right out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? He's allergic to that many hops. I get. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's just. They just fucking ground up hops juice and just fucking squeeze it into this bottle. <laughs> Set of allergies, he's got hopper G's. Yeah, he's got hopper G's, dude. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think I might take an Allegra before I ever try one of these again. <laughs> an Allegra? Yeah. Chase it down, like, just drop an Allegra in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Fucking Alka-Seltzer Plus. I've got a buddy who's legitimately allergic to beer because, like, the yeast in it or whatever. Mm. Every time he fucking drinks a beer, and he yeah, still tries to tap out and drink a beer or two, but he suffers. His eyes start swelling, and he starts, you know, no. getting a massive headache. That's, Damn. That's a, yeah. that's a really common thing, actually. I actually know somebody who is too. My same brother-in-law who went to the area fifty one or eight is allergic to grass, so when he comes over, I like to mow. Watch his eyes fall shut. Oh, and start sneezing. <laughs> How did he die? It was just a barbecue, I swear. <laughs> yeah, well, Max, I'm with you, though. I can't stop drinking. It tastes like ass, but I just like I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, it's here. I know, I do. I, I keep drinking it. I'm like half a bottle through. I mean, it, it's just so disgusting, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It's probably got, like, some addictive drug in it. Probably does, dude. I'll be like, dude, give me a fucking torpedo quick. Yeah. I need my fix, man. I'm, like, tearing the fucking skin off my face. Right, and got, like, fucking boils and fucking sores all over. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're all squirting on people and, like, turn them into little, like, minions. That's probably what's in Area 51. 
Just That's probably, yeah, honestly. Yeah. It's like some fucking, uh, what was that one movie called? Um, fucking Prometheus. That fucking weird black nasty shit that comes out of those little pots and gets onto humans and turns them into fucking crazy, like, oh, steroided apes. <laughs> that movie was so fucked up then when, when the robot gives it to him and then he goes and makes love to his wife. I was like... Yeah, dude. You know, there's only one other movie that made me so... Un- you know, oh, man. You guys ever watched the movie Splice? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I took a woman on a date. I took a woman on a date to that movie. Talk about uncomfortable, man. Like, <laughs> I apologize. Walked out there. I'm like, I'm sorry. I took you to a movie where this fucking critter rapes two people and impregnates one of them. Yeah, dude. Splice is fucking nasty. <laughs> oh, and the fact that the woman's like, well, I'm going to sign a waiver and have this baby. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, I don't remember that actress's name, but I can't even look under the same. What do you, what do you believe in as far as government conspiracy? I want to know what you guys believe in, <clears throat> other than they they lie to us and they hide shit. Max, did you ever watch any of those documentaries? I was telling the crew to watch. I've I've watched them before. Yeah, way before like I knew any of you guys. I've I've watched quite a few of them and stuff, and they're pretty compelling. I mean, they've they've got some good arguments in there and stuff, but it's like. You know, unless it's, like, affecting me in my daily life, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not something that I just try to waste my time on or, like, think about so deeply that it, like, fucking makes me not sleep at night, you know? Apparently, oxygen is affecting your life, though. (laughs) Exactly, dude. That's why I'm trying not to breathe as much. (laughs) The great Keanu Reeves has said so. Yeah, the great Keanu Reeves, yeah. What's your pastime? I, like, hold my breath until I pass out. Yeah. That way I can add another year onto my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to slow my heart rate so that I'm not using as much oxygen. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I I think it'd be cool to like be able to inhabit like another planet. You know, like that'd be kind of cool. Like I'm sure we have the technology to get off this planet. You know what I'm saying? But the problem is, it, it it's just too easy for it to get into the wrong hands and be turned into a weapon. You know? Yeah, that's the problem. It's, we, as humans, the way our nature is, you know, we have good, bad, and all this different stuff, like, you know, that's what's holding us back, I feel, is like, where someone's going to use it as a weapon to destroy us. (laughs) So you definitely, because you once told me, like, the math there doesn't add up for us to be the only ones. So you think that there's something out there? Oh, yeah, dude. You know, based on what we know now, with, like, the Hubble telescope and stuff, dude, there's so much, you know, there's just so much out there, dude. How can we believe that we're the only, the only beings in this known universe? You know what I'm saying? I I don't know. The Hubble telescope's going to be obsolete soon. Oh, I know. But think about how much it has discovered, though. Yeah. They just sent a, another telescope out, uh, <clears throat> I think it was October. It, the it, most powerful telescope ever made. But it's got to go like out past the moon. And like it's got to go away. So it's got several months before it gets to where we need it. Then it's going to be in orbit like just out there. 
just past the moon so that there's no uh, light pollution from any of that. But this telescope is so fucking accurate that it could tell the difference between like a nightlight and a candle all the way from the other side of the moon to Earth, back to Earth. It could tell you indefinitely, 100% every time, which one's a candle, which one's a nightlight. The thing is crazy. What happens is light, once it gets so far, once light travels so far, it just turns to infrared. Well, we didn't have, we didn't really look at all that when we threw the Hubble telescope out there and started taking pictures of shit, which is great because it, it took pictures and category cataloged a lot of stuff. But now this telescope will be able to see just like twice as far stuff that we've never even dreamt of seeing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I did. I'm a, I'm a nerd like that though. I'm excited. Which on the topic, I have to give a shout out to Matt Barker because that guy has like a fucking $12,000 telescope. And this, you guys got to go on his Facebook if you ever get the chance and add him because he takes pictures of galaxies like the shit you see on like the discovery channel. Mm-hmm. Oh man, they're sick. The fact that he has a telescope that could take pictures of different galaxies and stuff like that and planets, that's like really clear. It's awesome. That is pretty cool. No, it is cool. He's like, I mean, we all kind of got our own little hobbies, but that's cool. And and then like people are like, I can't believe you'd spend that much on a telescope and then well, you know, like you've spent that much on guns, you know. Yeah, exactly. You've spent that much on other hobbies. Fuck, like Max, wasn't you saying that golf club set was like custom made, like up there? Yeah, it's pretty expensive, but I, I mean, like you know, yeah. like I don't know. I think it makes me golf better. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Not, you don't. You don't have to say a price. I bet you golf clubs do make a difference. I think they do, even if it's just a placebo effect. But well, these ones are like custom built, though, like to like my like height and stuff. So, like, my, my, like, arm length and everything, like, it all, like, dude, it's all, like, having, like, a custom tailored suit. Like, that's what it is. Like, that's, it's, like, an extension of, of your arm. Like, they want to make sure that it's perfect length for the way you bend your knees, for the way you arch your back, like, everything, you know, it all comes into how it's all built and stuff. The one downside to that is you spend a lot of money on that. Well, then 10, 15 years from... Then you bend your knees different. You do all that stuff different. I mean, it's just like the suit that was tailored for you in your twenties is probably not going to fit you in your mid thirties. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what's funny about these ones, though, is they're they're able to be tailored again. They're they can yeah. be redone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I would say that I don't know if I believe in a higher power, but I also don't believe that we just, uh, like, life just spawned on Earth one time and then then went, you know, in the direction it did. It's so crazy that you can trace everybody's DNA back to the same fucking bacteria of millions of years or whatever. We all have the same blueprint. If life was so easily just spawning up and everything, why didn't it, why isn't there multiple blueprints, you know? Yeah. Based why isn't it like, oh, well, your family tree in the DNA chain ends here, but theirs goes further. Like, their their chain is older. They're, they were from life that was created first, you know? But all, but no, you can 
go take a spider or a or a, a mouse or a human being, and you can just follow the DNA back and find a common ancestor. Yep. That's crazy to me that that anybody could just and relatively speaking, life supposedly started up four hundred million years after the Earth was created, and in in space time, that's that's fairly fast, actually. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. That's crazy. That if it and so to say it happened that fast means that it was actually fairly easy for it to happen. I don't think it was just a spontaneous thing. So I don't know if we came from somewhere else or we were brought here or what. But and I don't know if it was a God thing that we, you know, boom humans or life is created but uh there's questions there you know alien i do believe that we aren't the only ones though and i think that the evidence there is compelling because of all the stuff that government does hide from us i think they know a lot more than we'll ever know you know they say that anything that we can think of technology wise Anything that we can possibly dream up right now today, they are 50, 75 years further than that. They've done it, decided it wasn't worthwhile, and moved on, you know? And it's crazy because creativity right now is insane. The things they come up with in movies and the science and stuff like that. So to make that kind of statement blows me away. I mean, at the top of that is time travel and warping and whatever else and you know, light speed. Yeah. And to say that anything that we could think of like that has been done, tried, and, you know, put in a closet is insane. But I, I hope that shit's true. I hope that we're not just, you know what I mean, destined to die out here. I think we'll but eventually find, but not in our lifetime. Oh. Well, there's like all these people now that are coming forward saying they're time travelers and talking about, you know, like this is what's going to happen in the future. And some of them are pretty accurate. A lot of them are talking about like, oh, we're going to have really, really bad forest fires. And then right after that, we're going to go into an ice age and and all that stuff. And it's actually going to be there's going to be some blizzards so bad that they actually destroy whole cities. And yeah. All that shit. Well, like look at last year all of California burns, you know what I mean? And, like, all of Nevada and Idaho and Texas, like, half of our country was on fire. And then this year, the, half the fucking rainforest burnt down. You know what I mean? Like, and there's so many people that have prophesied that. and that All these people that are coming forward, like, yeah, I'm a time traveler and this happens, you know. But then they get, like, out there, like, oh, yeah, then our best president's going to be this woman here that, like, nobody knows of and, they just like make up a crazy name, but no. <laughs> the documentaries though, I talked John, I talked John and Brandon into watching, and and I don't know if John ever finished them because he told me his wife's really big into that, and so he took it home, and I think she ended up finishing it before he did. The one was called called Unacknowledged. It was really good, really really good. And that one, they actually have like government officials and people still employed by the government that came forward and like upwards of a couple hundred people that came forward and had their accounts of yeah we know about UFOs and we deal with them all the time 
sort of thing. And the cool thing was they actually had documentation, like, from, like, memos from meetings with the FBI and, like, CIA and stuff that, and it had, like, names on there that were pretty cool. They go into detail about why these people do it and why the deep, dark people, you know what I mean, are black budgets and stuff like that. They go into why and how and all that stuff. And then the other one that was pretty cool was uh, called Bob Lazar. And he came out like in the 80s and 90s, talked about how he was hired by the government to reverse engineer their stuff because he was a propulsion scientist, jet propulsion. Stuff. Okay, of course, they label him as a, as a kook, and he lived in Vegas or whatever. So then years, years down the road, his life has kind of been upturned because he said he went to MIT and that he worked at this company and they nobody could ever find anything to prove that he worked there and all these companies like, yeah, he never worked here. And it was really crazy because, and I don't know who thought of this up, but one of the people investigating it went and found a phone book from the company he supposedly worked for. And from those years that he claimed he worked there, it was like a phone book that had been like stored somewhere where nobody could remember, you know, they just found it. Like, oh, look, a phone book from, this happens to be from this time period. And like, you look through the phone book and his whole fucking Bob Lazar works, the, like this department, this job position, like everything, he's in the phone book. And then he says, like, he talks about technology, like security technology for them to get in, like a scanner that scans the bones in your hands and, and all this stuff and how everybody's got unique bones. No two people ever have the exact same bones. And people are like, this is crazy. Well, then, you know, like 2015, they've released this information because they're required to by law. And sure as fucking shit, there's the fucking hand scanner that measures your bones and everything. It's right there on the Internet and, like, just blows you away because people said he was a liar and told him that it wasn't real. And then the government... I don't know, just thinking that nobody would put two and two together, post that shit on the internet because they have to. And so all this stuff that this guy said that people told him wasn't real or didn't happen. And then the craziest part of it all is the documentary, the people who are documenting him and like studying him. And they, it's cool because the video starts out with the text messages. They're in the middle of doing this interview and working with this guy. And then all of a sudden he's texting them like, Hey, I'm getting raided right now by the government and all this shit and, like, this big deal. And they're like, really? He's like, yeah, they're doing all this stuff. They have the text messages and the conversation between them. They go down there. There's, like, 12 different agencies just for one man raiding his lab because he works for some lab that does. I don't even know what they did. And it's crazy because, you know, one dude and he got, you know, and it was anywhere from highway patrolmen all the way up to, like, government agencies, like NSA agents there. It was really crazy. And they have it all documented, and it's just insane. And he talked about they, he was reverse engineering a spacecraft, and the way that it flew was they don't have propulsion, but they use gravity. They make a gra anomaly, like a, like a point in space-time that sucks you in, and they just keep it fixed out there in front of the spaceship. And that's, so that's how they get so fast as... It's like jumping in a pool while somebody's sitting on a raft. And then when you jump in the pool and you go underneath, it sucks the raft towards that point. You created an anomaly in the surface of the water and you pulled that raft towards you. It's the same concept with both gravity. It was really cool. And he talked about it. 
It has neat stuff. Yeah, it has neat stuff, dude. And I clearly don't believe in the same thing you do. I get sucked into that shit so hard. And that's my same issue. I'll spend fucking two weeks on searching through YouTube for different fucking, like, the theories on it, and you just get so consumed by it. I think it's the fact that you start to realize, like, oh, shit, like, the world isn't what I've been told is. That's what gets me sucked in, like, the need to want to know the truth, you know? What's really going on? And then on top of that, I'm a history buff of sorts. Like I like history, and then you start going in like Nikola Tesla, and he died, and then all those big name people from like GE Electric go in there and make the manager of the hotel that he was living in open his safe and take all his shit, and nobody knows what they took. It's really crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And he, I, that guy was coming up with technology, wireless technology, man. All the way back in the early 1900s, he had technology where we were literally pulling energy from, uh, like, atmosphere, like space and time. We were pulling cosmic energy, and he has the, It's all documented. We know he did it. He has the proof. But all of a sudden, they just pulled the funding. They're like, mm, this is just a lost cause, and they just quit funding it and then ruined his whole life, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me. It's crazy because then, yeah, I just want to know what the, the, the truth. Never happened. You know, kind of kind of reverting back to conspiracy theories, you know. One that kind of, for most people, is a little asinine, a little out there. But I had a buddy that I worked with that was a huge conspiracy theorist. And, you know, <clears throat> everything and everything or everything and anything was a conspiracy. But he would always carry those, these iodine drops around, so anytime he got any kind of local water, you know, from a water fountain or anything, he would drop iodine drops in there and drink it. And, uh, one of the, you know, one of the times I asked him, you know, what did he do that for? He went into this huge spiel about how the government puts mass amounts of fluoride in the water, in the public waters, which, you know, is openly admitted that they do, but then he goes into more, you know, pulls up research and all sorts of stuff that, you know, fluoride's in a lot of things, you know, it helps, you know, dental or dental and, you know, it has benefits in that aspect, but in a large quantity that it's actually really bad for you and has this whole whole theory on that the government does it to keep people docile, you know, keep the, keep people from revolting and it takes away your masculinity, you know, so we don't have as many alpha males running around. But he goes on this, like, but it's crazy when you actually start thinking about it. It's like, well, they do put a fuck ton of, you know, fluoride in our waters, you know, for the purity aspect, I guess, is what they would say. But, and then even talking to, or doing research with, like, uh, dentists, they even say, you know, a little bit of fluoride for your teeth is good for you, but, like, in mass quantities, it's not good for you or your body. But it's just, it's so much, it's so crazy how many theories are out there. But how many can grab your attention? Because that was one of the ones that grasped me to the point where I thought, like, I don't know what I want to say that I necessarily believe in it fully, but I kind of do to where I'm paranoid about it now. Like, I hardly ever drink tap water. I always drink no. bottled water from natural springs. and But it's no, not like... You know, that's, that is crazy. You look, you look at it, um, and they talk about uh, I've heard the same shit, like where fluoride, actually, there's a, there's a spot in your brain that does, like, creativity and 
development, and they say that that's the key spot if there was ever going to be, like, telepathy and all shit like that. Just weird stuff. Like, that's the part of the brain that makes people, like, that you find that's, like, in Albert Einstein that's a little bit enlarged. Yeah. And they were showing how fluoride actually solidifies that, like, it hardens it and keeps it from growing. And then if you do look up, like, if you Google, I bet if you Googled it right now, if you look Googled, like, fluoride... Um, and effects on the brain they talk about how it affects the intelligence of 10 to 12 year olds and their de- their development of their brain and mm-hmm. it really gets what really gets me about that is at 10 and 12 years old when I was in elementary school every day at the very beginning of class every day they the state of Nevada did it and I don't know if they did it elsewhere. They did. They quit doing it after I was like, in, went to like sixth grade, seventh grade. But in elementary school, we had to take little fluoride tablets under the, you know, under the pretense that it was good for your teeth and everything else like that. But I remember every day at the beginning of class, they had a little deal, and we all had to take fluoride tablet tablets. Yep. That freaks me the fuck out. Right in the twelve years old, and they're making us mandatory take fluoride tablets. And then all these sh- studies from, like, China and shit and all these other countries are showing that it affects the development of your brain. Yep. You know? That's insane. Well, and see, that's what the issue is. It goes into the conspiracies of, like, some of these conspiracies, you can't call it a conspiracy anymore. It's like the Clintons. There's no fucking way the Clintons have 56 goddamn friends over the last three decades that all decided to commit suicide at the exact time that they all said they had something on the Clintons. That's not a conspiracy anymore. That's fucking, that's some mob shit. Okay, that's fucking, somebody was going to narc and they made sure they couldn't. And it goes all the way up to fucking Epstein or whatever this guy is. You're kidding me? The day before his trial, two guards pass out on watch, the cameras get shut off, there's a guard in there that nobody's ever worked with. They pull, they pull him off suicide watch. They pull the member out of his, like, like his partner out of his cell. Because when they're on suicide watch, they have to have somebody in there, like a cellmate. They yeah. pull that guy out of there. You're telling me the day before all this happens that he's supposed to come out and say all this shit. And then he just hangs himself. He hangs himself so good in a jail cell off of a bunk bed that he breaks his neck. Exactly. You know how hard that motherfucker would have had to jump to break that portion that's also more commonly broken when somebody strangles you. Mm, that just doesn't. And you know what's crazy is these all these people are like pointing this out, and and people are enraged and mad. And I haven't heard a fucking thing about it since it happened. Right then and there, we should have, they should have been like, mm, there is too much coincidences. We're pulling you in until we know what's going on, and they should have pulled Bill and Hillary in. You know what I mean? And it, it's not even just Bill and Hillary. It's fucking crazy, dude. Conspiracies. But we could make this episode fucking nine hours long if I start talking about that shit. Ugh. Aliens, they gotta be real. I, I hope they're, like, not just utterly hideous. I hope they look a lot like them. Just know I'm, I'm really gonna miss you when the Clintons yeah. come for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's alright. Fuck them. I'll take them on. Oh, yeah, that's always been my... I mean, the, you got the big ones like the aliens and everything like that. But that fluoride, dude, that's always been the one that that, that got to me. And 
with you know my kid going to school now they do that fluoride treatment and when they brought it up to me i instantly was like nope and my yeah. wife looked at me and i said i'll explain it to you later and i was like i'm just not i'm not comfortable doing it like it, there's so much research and studies that go into it and you know they're dumbing down our youth to where each generation that comes out is fucking dumber and dumber i mean look at the millennials and all the stupid shit they do you know eating yeah. t- fucking tide pods or fucking condoms it's like our generations I, are getting condom, dumber it's like I don't know. That is crazy. Yep. And that's the thing is you trust a, uh, a government and a, a public school system that is run by, you know, liberal bias to just give your kid the pill that they're saying that they are. Like, do you know exactly what's in that pill? Can you look at it and be like, yep, my little analyzer says it's fluoride. Yep. They could be giving your kid anything. They could give them anything. You, sh- you know what's crazy? You should go in there and take one of those fluoride tablets and have it fucking tested for what exactly it is and see if it's what they say it is. I bet you it's not even fucking fluoride. But, yeah. but nobody does. Like, no, yeah, I would definitely, I hope to God they're not trying to do that shit with my kids. I, I guess I better ask about that. I've never had the kids tell me they do that, but yeah. that's, no. And, like, oh, some of that shit don't make sense as far as, like, I'm not anti-vax, okay? Like, we defeated a lot of fucking bad sicknesses with vaccinations, so I'm all for getting your kid vaccinated. But the amount of vaccinations I had as a kid versus the ones that my kids have now, and I don't even know what real. half of them are for. And I don't even know that the doctor knows what half of them are for, you know? And yeah. it's so crazy to trick people, like, the flu shot, and there's lots of people that get the flu shot. Do you want to? That's fine. I don't. That I haven't years. That makes no sense to me. Because most of the people who get the flu shot get the flu. And it's so funny. They're like, well, you get the flu shot, and you get the flu so that later on you won't get it. And it's like, what the fuck? Do you hear the words coming out of your mouth? So Save yourself the flu so later on you can't get the flu? Yeah. You're fucking retarded. So Sam said for it, guy. Except for one way you have to pay. No, yeah, I totally agree. That makes no sense to me. It makes... <sighs> Yeah, that's like, well, right now I'm going to give myself the herply herpes so that later on I might not get the herpes. You know what I mean? But yep. I'm going to pay for it. That is so fucking stupid. Yep. And I don't mean to degrade, Max, I don't know if you get the flu shot. I hope I hope that uh, I didn't offend you if you do, or anybody, but really sit down and think logically about that. You, you, you are paying money to get sick so that you might not get sick later. And yeah. Either way, you're getting sick one way or another. You're just you're having to pay the government to do it, and that makes no fucking sense. And then you hear people like, "Well, I just do it so I can get the two hundred bucks, you know, in my HSA." And it's like, mm, really? Think about the flu shots that you have, and that you get, and then all the money you spend being sick, and the money you lose out when you don't go to work. Is that two hundred bucks really missing? Really worth missing? A couple hundred dollars every day for three days while you're sick. Yeah. If if it lands on the days that you work, because roughly, I mean, what do we we make probably about that much a day, a couple hundred bucks a day. You know, we yeah. make more than two hundred bucks time it take to get over the flu. Well, the thing and is, that's if it's not so bad that you end up getting like pneumonia and shit. Yeah, the thing is, if you like look into the actual flu strains. There are hundreds of different kinds of flus you can get. And then the flu shot, right. they pick out, like, you know, the, the, 
don't quote me, you know, this isn't being verbatim, but like the four or eight most common flus that they're getting that year. So then they inject you with, you know, the dead virus, whatever, so your body can attack attack it, you know, get the you get sick, but not as near sick as you would if you actually had the flu. But it's like you're getting a shot to get sick that might not even cover the other ninety something flu strains out there. You know, there's so many different strains. Yeah. And they can't they can't just shoot them all up into you. I mean that's gonna fucking overload your white cell and probably kill you, but yeah, that's the thing though. Like you can still go get a flu shot and then you know get kind of sick and still get the flu, just a different strain that was in this year's selection. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You have like yeah, it's insane. And if flu shots were that effective, why did we have the bird flu and swine flu, and why did it affect so many people? Because just about everybody gets the flu shot these days. I mean, and they make it way too easy. Here we got that fucking flu shot coming up my wife she gets to like give people the shots and everything but you literally don't even have to get out of your car you just pull up they reach in fucking prick you and then you go about your no it's crazy i've never had the the i've never had the flu shot ever and i've probably only had the flu maybe five times in my life you know yeah i haven't had it in probably six or seven years yeah well, that's not true, because it's mandatory in the military, so I got out when I was 23, like, so it's been about four years since I've had one, but every year when I got it in the fucking military, dude, I, I mean, I wouldn't get, like, hardcore flu, but I definitely would get flu-like symptoms for a couple of days, and since I haven't gotten the flu shot when I got out, since, you know, it's not mandatory, I have not had the flu yet. Yeah. You know, knock on wood, obviously, I ain't trying to get sick, but I just, I don't believe in the flu shot personally, and if people do, they do get the shot, good for them, but I have not had the flu, it's like chapstick, you know, I know people who can't go 10 minutes up and on chapstick because their lips get chapped so easily or so quick, but my grandpa's the same way, he won't touch chapstick because he says once you use it, then you need it. I'm the same way. I don't ever fucking own, use chapstick. I don't ever have it. My lips don't ever get chapped. You know, my wife constantly uses it all the time because hers will get chapped. But because she's so, you know, her she's so used to using it, where she, her body is adapted to where it needs it now to survive. Oh yeah, it's like people who were raised barefoot can walk around everywhere barefoot, whereas people who only ever had shoes on their whole life can't walk barefoot. Sort of. Yep. Your body adapts to that. I, I will tell you that I'm a shoes kind of guy. Yeah, I don't like. I'm not a barefoot. Fuck no! If I was, if the apocalypse happened, dude, I'm stocking up on fucking shoes, shoes and food because that's the shit. If I end up blowing my shoes out, and I gotta walk through the fucking, you know, a hillside without any shoes on. I'm gonna be dead in the first hour. <laughs> dead. Dead. All right. Balancing work and play. Cooper and Max, you guys are two people who are pretty good at balancing work and play you guys are both hobbyists you guys always got some hobby going on it's true what are, what are your advices to that uh, you know i've had like when jesse when jesse was getting ready to go to komatsu and he's wondering what to do about that and i had to tell him man i don't know if it's necessarily the, like chasing the money is always the way to yep. go but you'd have other generations like my dad would probably be like well if it means feeding your family then that's definitely the way to go and it's like your family's gonna be fed. You know what I mean. Your, your family's gonna get fed one way or another. But 
you're working a job where you're not happy, you know, and you'll always you always adapt to that, and you'll always find ways to make it to that concert or go to that you know truck show or something. You know, I have a buddy. He he probably not going to make over thirty five, forty thousand dollars next year, and that's like you know anywhere from half to a third of what we make every year but I wouldn't say that my quality of living or that any one of us has a much better quality of living than him I mean he still gets to do all the things that he wants to do but he also goes to work every day like like happy like he doesn't have bad days at work quite as much as I do you know what I mean so I think that's kind of the key to balancing work and play is for starters work a job that that makes you happy. I mean, don't be afraid to go out there and bust your ass and have a shitty day, have a rough day, but but uh, figure out a way to adapt your life. So balancing work and play for me means making sure that, I guess what am I trying to say, making sure that um, your lifestyle fits that budget, I guess. Exactly. A lot of people are too materialistic where they want the best of everything. And they think that's going to give them a better life where they're not as humble and happy with what they have and can get. They want to have top of everything. Right. And so then their life becomes more stressful and they have to do more work to get, you know, top tier items. And it, it becomes where an unhappy and unhealthy lifestyle because you're so used to chasing to be better than everyone that it, it really affects your mentality after for so long of doing it. I mean, yeah. I've got nice stuff. You know, like I said, I'm selling my Cummins. It's a 96. It's a 12 valve. You know, things 23 years old. I mean, it's a beautiful truck. I've put thousands of dollars into it, but I started with nothing. You know, I made it the way I, the way I wanted. I had an old truck, had no AC or heat. You know, slowly everything came together. You know, after time, it took years to do everything the way it looks now. But you got to start somewhere. You can't just go out and, you know, it's going to hit some people in the yeah. fucking head here, but. You know, how many people do we work with that's 21, 22 years old that has a sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 loan? You know, I know three people on top of my head right now that has, one of them has a $90,000 loan because they're upside down in equity on their old truck, traded in on a brand new Duramax. And, you know, this, not talking to Sean, you know, he got a way better deal. But this other kid I know that works out of uh, Cortez, you know, you're so upside down in equity from everything, it's like, you struggle. Granted, this kid's happy in life anyways, but it's like, you have that constant worry. I have an $800 fucking, which I don't know is payment, but it's got to be up there, to where you know you have an $800 payment, then you have your house payment, your rent or mortgage or whatever, and then, you know, that's damn near a whole check right there, unless you're living on overtime like some people have to. You know, I make it, and I openly say it at work, I live a lifestyle where I do not have to work one day of overtime to do what I like to do to keep where I'm at and that's how I want to want to be you know I could have a brand new truck if I wanted to but I would have to probably work overtime at least once a pay period and that's not something I want to do to sacrifice more time away from home and be here I believe in work hard and play hard but don't get it out of the scale of oh just because I work hard I get the best of everything you know work hard enough to where it makes you a happy life where you're not slaving away because we have, fuck, the greatest schedule I've ever worked. You know, we work 
half a year. We work five days on, five days off. We don't slave Monday through Friday, get Saturday and Sunday off, and then restart. You know, we get a we get a good break every week. And I want to live a life to where I'm happy and content and have a great break every week. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's ways to look at all that. I mean, as far as you know, thing, selling your truck and everything. Uh, I don't, and I'm not trying to talk you out of selling your truck. I don't necessarily see it that way, but also I do see it that way. I, If I were in your position... I would hold on to the truck just for the sole purpose that you own it. You don't owe any money on it. So when shit gets tough or if something ever happened, because not a lot of people in life seem to understand this, but bad things happen to good people. Mm-hmm. Not Bad things happen to smart people too. So that truck is always going to be reliable. You're always going to have it. It's easy to work on. It just makes sense to keep it. And then, Years down the road, when your son starts driving, hey, that could be his truck, whatever else. I'm not saying don't go get a new truck. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, for me, I would just save up the money or figure out a way to come up with the money another way. And that truck is... Because I guess what I'm getting at is you talking about these people who are so upside down because they got $90,000 in truck debt and $200,000 on their house and all that stuff. And you talk to them like, I own this truck. I own this house. No, you don't. Because if worse came to worse, somebody becoming a repo of that shit and evicting you out of the fucking house. You don't own anything. You own it on credit. And that's the really shitty part about the world we live in. We get taught from a young age that credit is a tool to success and that if you can get that credit and have these things that you are a successful person, and I'm sorry, I disagree. Mm-hmm. I disagree. If I, if when I retire, I have zero fucking debt, I'll be happy. I'll have done it right. But we live in a world where it's really, really hard to achieve those goals without it. Um, for somebody starting out with nothing, yeah, you know, no, I totally agree. And a lot of, you know. And so I'm not saying don't sell your truck. If that truck is more going to be more of a burden on you now, then it's going to be anything. Get rid of it. If And if you can take the money and get a truck and have that other truck paid off in a really, really reasonable time, say two years, then then do it. Then you have a better truck that's paid off that nobody can take from you. No, and no that's the whole, that's the whole, you know, we've talked about that, me and the wife, and it's, you know, like I said, I'm not going out and buying a sixty thousand dollar truck. Fuck, I'm not even going to spend forty thousand. I my goal is, you know, that I'll work my way up to even a newer truck. But my goal is to take, you know, so I get twelve five out of this, and I want to stay around twenty five thousand dollars. You know, if I were to sell it for fourteen thousand, then I'd stay around twenty eight thousand. I want to at least be able to put fifty percent down. And that way, right. you know, put it on a, like, you know, like you said, you put on a 24-month loan, and then I'm paying three, $400 a month for a truck that in two years will be paid off. And that's something we've right. discussed because, yeah, this truck is great. You know, I get compliments. It's a good-looking truck. It runs amazing. But like I said, it's getting to the point where, especially if we have another child, dude, there's no fucking way I'm going to be able to have two kids in that back seat with all the necessities that we're going to need. Plus, you know, I shouldn't say no way. I mean, it could be possible, but I want to be stacking a fucking pack and play on my four-year-old so my newborn could be comfortable. You know, it's going to be to the point where it is going to be shitty. 
especially if in the winter, you know, you don't want to throw all their, like their pack and play and their shit that you want to bring somewhere else in the bed of the truck when it's fucking snowing 20 feet. And it just gets to the point where it's like, well, we got to really start thinking about room. You know, if we want to have another kid and obviously, you know, in the winters and any time we go camping, we take the truck. I'm not going to take my wife's <coughs> vehicle, but yeah, we're at that point where it's like, well, we really got to start thinking about, you know, size factors. The truck's been great. You know, now that my kid's getting older, he still fits all right. But it's going to be a year or two max before he really outgrows that back seat. He's going to be cramped. And every time we're driving any long distance, you know, he's going to be whining and uncomfortable. And it's it's just going to get too much to where, like I said, that room is, if it wasn't for room, not, you know, the kid's my world. But if I didn't have a kid, I would have no need to sell it. I don't have any worries for the back seat. But, I mean, you know, I want my kid to be comfortable and not just fucking cram because I have a nice truck that I love to fucking try around, you know, my little weekend warrior. And at the same time, I still have, you know, I have my Cadillac and my Stable, which are paid off, you know, bought those outright. So, worst case, like you're saying, you know, because we've even thought about worst case scenario, you know, something happens, I lose my job, the wife loses her job, and I have to get the truck back, you know, then what? But at the same time, I still have two other cars that are paid off that I have titles for. So, I mean, at least I have wheels for point A to point B. But, and trust me, we've talked about it for weeks yeah. before I actually put the post up. Oh, I saw the post. I saw it on uh, Zach's yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, it was heavily discussed. And like I said, you know, we planned out money. I'm not going to go out and get a... Once we get her car paid off and you know, all, uh, you know, pretty much like you're saying, you know, die debt free, you know, once we get there, not that I want to go back in debt, but then I can afford a new truck. You know, we bought her a brand new car. Dude, and I'm not, I'm not even joking. We got to the point where the, the, I forgot who, what bank, the, the financing to, but they sent us a letter asking us to skip August this, or yeah, August payment because we overpay everything. You know, like our house, we pay a couple extra dollars each month. The car, same thing. Well, the, Bank said we're getting way too far ahead of our loan that they want us to skip a payment to even out uh, kind of you know try to get back on track for them so they can keep making interest so we don't pay it off early but yeah so exactly that's the point though like so then my house uh, sent me a check for $1200 because our uh, what's our escrow account was already full, you know, and it's planned to be full by the end of the year to pay your state taxes. Or not your state taxes, your property taxes. And we literally already got a check back from them because they said their escrow accounts already, like, maxed out or full. What did it say, like, escrow surplus? Did it have a little Because my wife and I just got a thing in the mail talked about how we have escrow surplus and all this shit. And it's crazy amount of money. And I mean, we just bought this fucking house, but they're—it's a—it's th- a letter saying that we have a surplus in our e- escrow. I don't understand that. And I'd have to talk to my wife and get back to on that. Hmm, that's crazy. I, I don't remember who sent the letter. I mean, it was like the our our lending company is the one that sent it to us. Right. Like they're the one that gave us the notification because they sent us like two or three in the mail before they finally sent the, the check back to us. But that's you know that's how we do. Like I said, you know we we have a great house. It's you know brand new five bedroom, and we've got 
you know, but we're at to the point where we're not at the point, but like, like I was trying to explain to you, you know, we live our life comfortably to where I don't need overtime and that we can still make ends meet. You know, we, like I said, we pay, overpay on what we can just so we're not living forever paying interest, you know, hit more to the principal. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a smart way. That's a good way to, to balance it out. You still get to go do fun things. Like, you still do the freaking coyote hunting every year and all the truck you know, meets. And, I mean, am I going to fucking Italy and Rome? No. But I'm living life here. Right? My kid gets anything the kid could want, you know, within reason. You know, I don't go and spoil him to be an entitled brat when he grows up. But he doesn't have, you know, a struggled lifestyle. So it's like, sorry, you can't afford yeah. this. Yeah, but but on the other side of that, yeah, you're not going to Italy. But if you wanted to, you could you could figure a way out to do that. You could balance it. You could yeah. work that couple days of overtime. Oh, if I want to go to Italy, I just take a few months of not overpaying everything. You know, not overpay our car payment, not overpay my house, and that would literally be three four hundred dollars each month in the bank account of savings. I mean, by the end of the year, we could right. go there, but we just we don't really have a desire to right now. You know, so we well, just overpay on everything else. That was my wife. I, I we we're doing this cruise next next year, and at first she's like, "I don't understand why you want to do that." There's no way we can afford that. There's blah 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 blah. It's like, well, we start planning it here now in June, and when June rolls around next year, we'll have all of that paid off. And yeah. If we if we balance our work life just right, I'll be able to still pay all the bills. And then some, and then we set ourselves up good too because, like, we get a, we get pretty decent tax returns every year, mostly because I'm so afraid of having to owe them that I would rather get money back. And I know that's not the way you're supposed to do it, but and then we always know about how much we're going to get back. We plan around that and where that money's going to go. Yeah. And other things. I work I work hard at work, and I get I get my my dues paid to me and I know where I'm supposed to be at and that shit comes around and yeah I mean it's all how everybody it's how you work it you know to fit your schedule like I'm not trying to bash on people that work on overtime if you work overtime to afford things or to make shit happen then great more power to you you know my lifestyle I just don't want to work overtime you know other people work almost every other day of work overtime they can to go out and do shit you know if it fits their lifestyle then fucking badass for them it's also different working out of state, though. You know, I don't want to sacrifice any more time than I have to with my kid. Exactly. Well, and then those people that do work overtime, I have to admire Jesse, but he dude, he worked two, sometimes three days of overtime every day's off. But he also wasn't going out and signing. He wasn't collecting. I mean, he has debt. We all have debt. And he has pretty significant amount of debt, you know, between homes and, uh, like, vehicles. But at the same time, I'm sure that if he wanted to go out and buy a side by side, it'd be in cash. Yeah. And and he's not afraid. He's not afraid to be like, well, that's worth working a little bit extra time. He balances it out so that hey, well, I'll still get to go do this stuff, but for here, I'm gonna do this. So some people don't get that. I guess there's some people on it that they just work it all the time. They're like, money talks, money talks, and they work it and they work it, and then you talk to them at at that job and they're just bitter and resentful and because they just got to the point where they're working on, yeah 
they worked all the overtime and then they let their they, they like oh I let my wife get this and I got my wife that and we do all this and I know people who had combined incomes of roughly ten grand a month. That's two two people in one household, one child. They were bringing ten grand a month. Had nothing to fucking show for it. They never did any vacations that were you know more than two hundred miles away, three hundred miles away. They didn't do fuck all. Their quality of living was shit. Mm. But then you looked at the way they fucking spent money and how much they had to work just to spend that money. It's crazy. It's crazy that somebody could do that. You know what? If my wife and I were pulling in 10 grand every month, oh man, there, my life would be totally different, you know? And I probably wouldn't be in debt. That's for sure. Not even close to what I am now, but who knows? We should probably wrap this episode up though, boys. We're talking about work and play. So the the our I guess my advice or what we learned today on on balancing work and play is knowing what lifestyle you want and um, making the accommodations to have that. Also making smart choices. Think about things logically before you go do that, and and always know that credit is not a tool. Mm-hmm. Max, do you have anything you want to add to it? No, that's all good stuff. Everything you guys touched on is just about right. Yeah, Max, you're what? Well, how you? You're 22. Yeah, 22. I mean, you're still coming into it. You just bought a house, but we also like at the beginning of the episode we discussed you. You are really good at getting the good deals. I mean, that's yeah. I'm never trying to buy something shady and bringing you with me, so I know I get the best possible. I'm, deal. I'm telling you, dude. I've had a lot of really good luck, man. And yeah. for being as, as young as I am, dude, I've had a I've had a good fucking streak going for me. So hopefully, I, it can, I hopefully it continues. I wouldn't say it's just luck. I mean, you're really smart as far as knowing what to look for. Yeah, you know, that's true. And make reasonable decisions you're, you look at and you outweigh the pros and cons. Oh. Pretty well. So. Well, I just want to give uh, any of these champ of a listeners who actually follow through with full episodes, you know, if you're listening at this point, like I said, Max is cheaper is better. He's got a cheap impact and it blows everyone else out of the water. Cheap fucking cart and hauls willies around everyone else. But, but, but you're the same way. You're the same way, Cooper. You started out with a cheap truck and you made it to what it is now. You know, and you made the right call. So sometimes cheaper is better. Sometimes buy cheap, put the work into it, and it's worth it. It's like flipping houses. Yep. We'll go on to the we'll go on to the, the tip of the week. Um let's see here. Always leave other people's things where and how you found it, unless of course it's a million dollars, then put that in a Swiss bank account. Preferably mine. That I don't have. Yep. I agree. Agreed. Nothing pisses me off more than when I go to get in a piece of equipment like a fucking skid steer or a, or something. Not that I have to do that much anymore, but there's been times where I got in it to go clean up an apron outside the shop and literally blows off like a hydraulic filter because and it hasn't been PM. Not to mention I couldn't find it where it was where it's supposed to be, you know, or the cab is fucking filthy. I mean that's why we have these 
pre pre ops and stuff like that. So it's just easier to always leave it how you found it, exactly. or better, or better. You know. Yep. All right. Uh, I did want to apologize to the listeners that we did go so long between episodes. We just had kind of a busy schedule between all of us for the last couple of weeks, but you'll be able to hear this episode in the usual places on our YouTube channel, Anchor, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you listen to it, and just look for the work fan. Don't forget to like our stuff. You can send us messages if you download the Anchor app. Tell us what you thought. We seem to kind of be getting our technical shit out of the way, connecting really easy and sounding pretty good. This is Tanner signing off. God bless. Slaving away a gold trick. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, not doing that. Yeah, yes he is. Yeah, we'll put that in there for him. All right. So you guys saw the saw the plan for tonight's show, huh? Yes, I looked at it briefly. Briefly. Does anybody know exactly what happened with the Area Fifty One thing? Because I heard that they they like one hundred and fifty people showed up. I'm gonna Google uh, it in case. I know it happened. My brother-in-law showed up for it. Did he really? Swear to God. What did he say happened? They just had a concert? Oh, wow. Did he die? Like an alien-themed Burning Man. Damn. Well, he definitely didn't try no raids. But he said that there was a fuck ton of people and a fuck ton of cops and, uh, you know, guards were out there surrounding the area and people were drinking and lighting bonfires and in alien fucking costumes and tinfoil hats and they just drank all night. Okay. So I can, yeah, so. So it was just a big bonfire. Yeah, pretty much. Tinfoil masks. Okay, so it happened in Rachel. Okay, so we're going to talk about that uh, and some other alien stuff, which I don't know, Max didn't really seem too interested in it that one night, but I got everybody hooked on those documentaries, and I know that Cooper's a believer, so. Eh. (laughs) Max, do you believe in God or something? 
I, I choose not to comment on the subject. <laughs> oh, are you going to offend, like, somebody? Yeah, probably. Are you, like, agnostic? I, uh, dude, I believe in the healing power of laughter. <laughs> of laughter. Of laughter, dude. That's some... Oh, no shit, dude. Those are legit pictures from your brother-in-law, huh? Not all of them, but... Or a couple of them were, but one of them... I think his buddy sent him or something like that. The one with the helicopter? But, like, the really one? Yeah, I think that was the one that was sent to him. And then he sent me a couple of him standing by the gate, but it wasn't anything cool. That's funny. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. Come on. Are you say, are you telling me that you don't believe in any government conspiracies, Max? No, I, I believe in a lot of them. Maybe you don't believe in aliens? No, dude, like, think about it like this, dude, like... What if if oxygen is actually killing us, it only takes 80 years to do it? Or <laughs> <laughs> what about you can actually breathe in outer space, but the government doesn't tell you because they don't want to escape? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you hearing these at? It's the Keanu Reeves, dude. Conspiracy theories. Keanu Reeves doesn't believe that shit. That's, dude, that's his conspiracy theories, dude. And he all says them all in his voice, too. He's like, what if uh, you could actually breathe in outer space, but the government didn't tell you because they didn't want you to escape? I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Where the fuck did my wife get this? That's fucking cool. Okay. <clears throat> oh, shed some light on some things. Okay, and we'll talk a little bit about about balancing work and play. Did you uh, did you find the torpedoes, dude? The Sierra Nevada torpedoes. Yes, I'm not impressed. You're not impressed? No, I haven't even tried it yet, dude. It's I have like, no it's like licking an orange peel. No, <laughs> it's that strong. Have you ever bit into an orange peel and you're like, I regret that. Instantaneously, I regret that. Well, I'm going to find out here real quick. Yeah, you are. And you're going to be like, and you know what's fucking shitty? Is I can only find them in a 12-pack, so I got 12 of these cups. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, dude. Just drink them to get fucked up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're going to get the, we're gonna get together at work, like on one of our breaks, like tomorrow night, and we're going to... We're going to just come up with a list of beers so, so, and then just send it out so everybody knows what beers to get. Do we just do it while golfing? Okay. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah, I actually got a half hour notice for that one. Oh, sorry, dude. Well, that's, that's all right. I, that's that's kind of because he told me this morning and I was like, okay, but we were in the middle of golf. Well, the other thing, the other thing too is would that even be in Idaho? Like, do they have that stuff? Like, I thought this was, like, a local beer. We have Sierra Nevada here. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Oh. Well, sorry. Fuck. Okay, I'm an asshole. What do you expect? <laughs> Tanner called me when I'm out mowing. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're doing this beer, and I was like, oh, it's a little too fucking late, dude. I'm doing yard work. <laughs> Driving 20 minutes in town to go to a fucking store. That is really stout, dude. Yeah, I've never been in fantasy or Nevada. I told Holy fuck. <laughs> it's like if a skunk sprayed an orange peel and then you stuck that in your mouth. You get I, the- dude, I don't even know what's going on with that. That's just like sour. Dude, it's like a torpedo of stank in my mouth. Get it? Oh my god. Okay, we're going to start Oof. his match. <laughs> 